This is 96.5's Family Worship. Heard Sunday mornings from 9 on Brisbane's 96.5. Hi, I'm Pastor Matt Prater from New Hope Church, Brisbane. Our church is at Kelvin Grove next to the Normanby Hotel. Our vision is to empty the pub and fill the church. And uh, I also help run the King's Table Soup Kitchen every Friday at uh, on Friday mornings. We're always looking for volunteers if you want to come and help. Uh, part of our heart uh, as a church is to love God and love others. And that's what I'm going to share about today. Uh, the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul and your strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus said all the law and the prophets hang on these two. And uh, I've been preaching a series at my church recently called Relate, about relating to God and relating to others. And I think about the cross, the symbol of Christianity. It's vertical first, which means our relationship with God should be first. Getting in the secret place, being in the word of God, having a time of prayer, worshiping God, that's our vertical relationship. That's the most important thing. Then the other part of the cross is horizontal. And that's the way we relate to one another. And all through the Bible, there's all these one another verses. Love one another, forgive one another, honor one another, serve one another. The better our relationship with God vertically, the better we'll relate to others horizontally, I believe. So I've been talking about our relationship with God and our relationship with others. One of the verses I'm going to share today is 1 Peter 4 verse 7. It says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. In this series I've been preaching, we've been looking at God's word about how we can have a better relationship with God and a better relationship with others. Recently, I was sitting at home with my wife, and we live in Everton Park in in, uh, Brisbane, and there was a police helicopter flying over with a big announcement over our suburb. The helicopter was right above our house, and it was saying, there's a missing 10-year-old boy named Zane. He has been missing from Floxton Street since 2.30 p.m. If you see him, please report to the police. His name is Zane. He has autism. Please report to the police. And we were like, whoa, it's never happened in our suburb before. So we quickly got in the car and started searching for this kid named Zane. It was a Sunday afternoon. The local Facebook group we were in had all these people saying they're out looking for him. And when we got on the streets, we went to Flockton Street. That's where our kids go to school. But we went there. There was people everywhere. There were people with torches, people with their kids, people with their dogs, out searching for this kid named Zane. And you know what? It restored my faith in humanity to see that so many people cared about a lost boy. And the good news is he was found at 10.30 that night in a suburb called Eagle Farm, a bit further away, uh, and he was okay. But I was so impressed that everyone heard the urgency to go and save this boy, and everybody got out and did it. And, you know, I thought that was like a picture of the church. Remember what Jesus said? Go two by two out into the highways and the byways. Preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Find the person of peace. When they welcome you in, eat what they give you, share the good news with them, and then move on to the next place. 
If they reject you, shake the dust off your feet and go to the next place. That's a picture of what the church is. We're meant to be out seeking and searching after those that are lost. We're meant to be going together. And my wife and I were together. You know, two by two, people were out searching for this lost boy named Zane. That's a picture of what the church should be doing. Too many churches are so inward-focused. They're worried about their pews or worried about their music or worried about their windows or their building or this or that, and they spend all this time looking at the inside of, of the church. But Matthew 28 tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's the great co-mission. We're all on mission together. It's not the great suggestion. We're all commissioned to go and share the good news with the world. And that's what this verse is about. 1 Peter 4, 7 says, The end of all things is, is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. We believe Jesus is coming back one day. And there's an urgency for us to go and seek and save the lost. There's an urgency for us to do that. I love the way Peter starts with that. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. We need to be prayerful about where God is sending us. But then it's interesting, he shifts straight away. And he says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each of you have received a gift, use it to serve one another as stewards of God's very grace. The truth is we're all called to do something in the church. We're all called to serve, whether it be on the music team, the kids team, whether it be on the outreach team, missions overseas, whether it be running an op shop, you know, working with social media. We've all got a gift. And I want to encourage you, if you're listening to me right now and you're thinking, what should I be doing with my life? Just start doing something. Start using your gifts. Use what God has given you. And, and this is what it says. Keep loving one another earnestly. Show hospitality to one another. We're meant to be hospitable as believers. And it says, do everything without grumbling. Such an important passage. Another verse I want to share with you is Galatians 5.22. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus have been crucified, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Let's not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. It's Galatians 5.22, a famous memory verse. This is the fruit that we are meant to be bearing as Christians. Love, joy, peace, patience, and the list goes on. Yet so many Christians are known for being so judgmental for being so divisive, so critical. I remember hearing a saying once, it's better to be an artist than an art critic. It's better to be a musician than a music critic. It's better to be a preacher than a church critic. You know, we can all go home and have roast preacher after church. We can all pick on the preacher. We can all pick on the music. We can all pick on something in a church. But let's go to church not to criticise, not to grumble, not to be divisive. The devil's plan is to, to divide and conquer. Let's go to be peacemakers. Let's go to show hospitality. Let's go to show the love of Jesus and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's go not to be consumers to receive for ourselves, but let's go to be givers, to be worshippers, to be servers. Let's go to use our gifts and let's bear the fruit of the Spirit. I love the fact that in 1 Corinthians 13, it's one of the most famous passages in the Bible. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't rude. It's not self-seeking. Um, it goes on. It's a famous memory passage, 1 Corinthians 13. 
but it's right in the middle of the spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 is all about spiritual gifts. And it's great to prophesy. It's great to have faith. It's great to believe for healing. It's great to believe in spiritual gifts. But right in the middle is 1 Corinthians 13. And it says, without love, they are nothing. When we use our gifts, when we serve God, we've got to make sure our motivation is love. We've got to make sure that we have a heart for God and a heart for one another. Love the Lord your God with some of your heart, some of your mind, some of your soul, some of your strength. Is that what it says? No. (laughs) Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And the second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. We've got to have that agape love. That Greek word for love is agape, which means supernatural love. It means unconditional love. It's a powerful love from God. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you then have that love. I believe Christianity is receiving the Father's love and sharing the Father's love. I heard another story of a Canadian farmer whose son was missing in a cane field, in his big field. And he said to all his workers, my son is missing. Can we all please go and search for him? So they all went out all in different directions. They scattered all over the place looking for him. They reported back none of them could find him. And he said, I know what we should do. We should link arms. So he said to all the the staff, let's link arms together and walk step by step through the the cane fields to find my son. He said, I don't care about the harvest. I just care about my son. It took them ages. They finally got organized. They linked arms. They walked step by step through the farm until suddenly they stumbled upon the dead body of the farmer's son. And he went and held his son in his arms and he was devastated. And they'd spent the whole day looking for him. And finally they found him. And he cried out, if only we'd started sooner. If only we'd linked arms together sooner. And friends, that's what I want to encourage you about today. As Christians, we've got to link arms together. Psalm 133 says, where there is unity, the Lord commands a blessing. We need to... Lock our shields together so there's no room for the enemy to get in. We need to make sure that we are walking. You know, the Bible says to keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another, it says in Galatians 5.26. Let's make sure that we are in unity together with one heart, one mind, one purpose. The purpose is to glorify God. The purpose is to share the gospel. The purpose is to to see Jesus build his church so the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We need to lock arms together in unity and go forward together. You know, one of the saddest things I see is friendly fire. When Christians use the sword of the Spirit to backstab each other or gossip or slander. Brothers, this should not be. We should not be attacking one another because when we're attacking one another, we're open for the enemy to attack us. We're giving him a foothold in our lives. Let's use the sword of the Spirit against the enemy. Let's use the word of God against the enemy. Let's make sure we're not backstabbing one another. Let's make sure we're reaching out to the world together and taking ground off the enemy. So friends, my encouragement to you today is as believers, as Christians, we've got to love God. We've got to love one another. We've got to be on mission together. We've got to realize time is short. Jesus is coming back soon. And I believe that Australia is the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. 
He has a destiny. God has a destiny and a purpose for this nation. And every one of us needs to be revived in our personal walk with God. When we love God, it'll change the way we have relationships with others. We'll love people more. We'll have better marriages. We'll raise our kids better. We'll have better Christian schools. We'll have better churches. We'll have better relationships because we're seeking first the kingdom of God and God is first in our life. I just want to ask you today, have you put Jesus first in your life? Have you asked him to be your Lord and Saviour? When I was 15, I prayed a simple prayer and I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Saviour and it changed my life. Maybe today you're in a place where you might say, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive Jesus. If you're ready to turn from your old life and start following Jesus, just repeat this prayer after me. Let's pray together. Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. Please forgive me of my sins and make me born again. I turn from my sinful ways and I surrender my life to you. Please fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. I believe if you prayed that prayer, that's the beginning of your relationship with God. I encourage you, find a good church and tell the leaders at that church that you've become a Christian. Get yourself a Bible. Read the Word of God every day and be a person of prayer and tell others about the good news of Jesus. If you want any information from our church, we're happy to send you a Bible and information. You can contact us through our website, newhopebrisbane.com. We'd love to send you more info and connect you with a church in your area. And I'll be praying that uh, God will continue to raise you up to be the person you've been called to be. Well, it's been a privilege being with you today on Family Worship. I'm Pastor Matt Prater from New Hope Church, Brisbane. It's been a blessing to catch up with you today. God bless. Have an awesome day. 96.5's Family Worship broadcasts Sunday morning at 9 on the radio at 96.5 FM and online at 96five.com. This has been a 96.5 podcast production.